Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. My name is Dick Mercer. And I'm Aaron Gilfall. And this is episode, episode 76, and we're talking to Curtis Sanderson, who suffered a brain injury in 2002 in a rodeo in Alberta, Canada. He now speaks publicly about prevention and awareness. Before the interview, we will now pause for messages from our sponsor. Concussion Talk Podcast is presented by HeadCheck Health. HeadCheck Health bridges the gaps in concussion care through simple, powerful technology. To run organizations like the Canadian Football League, Track Factory Racing, the Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, who rely on HeadCheck Health to improve communication and optimize care. Visit HeadCheckHealth.com for more. Okay. Hi. Hello, everyone. My name is Kurt. It's okay. Thank you so much for joining us, Curtis. Yeah, Thanks go ahead with your story there. Pardon me? Oh, you can go ahead with your story there. Just kind of give us a little bit okay. of your history and background and kind of what landed you here. Okay. Well, on June 27th, I was riding bulls at the Pinocchio Stampede, and I, I lost my balance, and my head smashed the bull's head twice. And I spent three weeks in a drug-induced coma at the U of A hospital. And I... What year was I this? I started out with a clean slate. I, with walking, the physiotherapist walked alongside me, teaching me how to walk step by step for an hour a day. It'd be your cane, left foot, and then right. And then I progressed to walking on my own, wearing a helmet in case of fall. And a year later... I was walking on my own with no assistance. And with my speech, in the beginning, I had to write everything down in a scribbler to communicate. Then I put vowels in the words, words in the sentences. And I started out with ice chips, thick and water, now the real stuff, and a feeding cube, period food, then dice food chopped up in the little pieces. Now I'm able to cut my own steak. And in the beginning, I was unable to move my left arm. In therapy, I tossed beanbags from the edge of a table to a pail. We're trying to keep my balance. 
Wow. So, yeah, so let's do it right now. Uh, Anna and I planned who would ask the first question, and we decided she would, but now we don't know who's asked the question. So, I guess, I will. How, how long ago was this brain injury? 18 and a half years. It happened on June 27, 2002. And 18 and a half years later, I'm still seeing lots of progress in my recovery. Yeah, definitely. That's just great. From where you were, where you started, that, I mean, you definitely, sounds like you definitely progressed a lot. So, what was your, your, when you were, when you first, when you first realized you had, you were injured? What was your first memory, or not memory, I guess, because I know that there's no first memory, but when did you realize that you were in a tough situation? Well, I remember the first thing that I remember was the ambulance ride from the university to the Glen Rose. But once I got to the Glen Rose, you know, I, I soon realized, you know, I was no longer able to walk, no longer able to talk or move my left arm. You know, it was like being a baby at 27 years old. Yeah. See, you soon find out what you're made of. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, did you want to jump in? Or? Yeah. So what were some of your motivation factors in getting through your recovery? Well, from day one, I always wanted, I mean, to get better. And, like, for... As a survivor, as Nick would know, any small achievement is like climbing a mountain. And you just, I guess my main motivation is I just wanted to get better. And I mean, there was an opportunity to get better. So I just kept pushing myself and kept exercising and staying focused. I mean, for 18 and a half years, my my full-time job has been my recovery. And yeah. it's... I was going to ask, Aaron and I both read several articles about about your, 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 your now your public speaking. So uh, what do you, where, where do you, where do you speak publicly about, about brain injury and wearing concussion awareness and prevention? I speak at schools in the oil field at safety meetings or like to hockey teams or any sports teams and let them know about, well, my brain injury, but also the severity of repeated concussions. Like two weeks before my accident, I had a severe concussion at another rodeo. So my brain was already injured to a certain degree. And the two hits I took at Pinocchio that day took it over the edge. So like I'm living proof what can happen when you go back too soon without letting your brain heal from the first concussion. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, sorry, Aaron. I was just going to say, during that first concussion, do you remember much about any symptoms you had then and kind of why you decided to go back in? You know, like, back then, like, with, say, rodeo, it was just, you didn't know nothing about, or I, I myself, I didn't know nothing about concussions, and I just, you know, I wasn't playing a tough act. It was just kind of what everyone did. You just went back and got on but I mean when I got hurt two guys in western Canada wore a helmet riding bulls and now there's probably 95% or better so it's changed nice. and I speak at a lot of bull riding events and I talk to the guys one on one about you know the severity of repeated concussions because I mean I'm living proof what happens 
So, did you find that they're very receptive to, receptive to you when you oh, talk yeah, to bar events? It's it's a changed atmosphere now. Their guys are taking you know say taking a break now. Once they get a a knock, they they know enough to take some time off yeah. now and go back when they're ready. Right. And uh, well, Aaron, did you have another? Did you want to do something? Um, I was going to ask you just about. I mean, being from the East Coast, I know very little about bull riding or rodeo, really. So, what? So, what? What entails? What does bull riding entail for you? For you physically? Well, not you personally, not right now, but before that, when in in '02, before injury, you had done a lot of bull riding, and what do you do? What What does that entail? Like. To ride a bull or just yeah. to get in shape to ride one? Well, uh, I guess both, yeah. I mean, but, um, you know, yeah, both. Well, like, for bull riding, it's, I mean, you got a, a rope that goes around the bull. They hold, there's a handle, and you hold on to that handle, and, I mean, you got to stay on for eight, eight seconds is the requirement. Okay. And, I mean, there's a lot of balance. And that day that I got hurt, I lost my balance, and we – hit heads but it's I mean you have to be you have to be in shape yeah but it sounds like it so after eight so eight seconds if eight seven eight seconds elapses and you're off the ball does that just just doesn't count if your run doesn't count yeah if you don't make eight seconds it's disqualified and if you if you touch the ball with your free hand you're disqualified too and it's also, well, I'm sorry, I think Aaron had a question here, but that's... No, I'm um, just fascinated that um, the closest so, I've ever come to a bull was like a mechanical one in a bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so, like, so, I mean, do you get, like, a certain number of disqualifications before you're out of the competition? I'm out of the competition. Is it, like, a attrition event, or...? Well, like... You only at at the rodeos. You only get on once, but there's some rodeos that have a short go, and like they say, they'll take the top six scores to another round. But you just at most of the rodeos or bora, and most of the borines, there's a you know they call it a long go where there's say 30 guys go, and then they'll take the top six or eight to a short go. They call it, yeah. but it's mainly just one time. At an event at the rodeos. Wow. So it's just however long you can last is. So well, did, yeah, I mean, you got eight seconds to show your stuff. Did you your oh sorry you came back to your your first concussion? Did that also happen at the rodeo? You be yeah. two weeks before. Same same yeah. same the same type of deal like you. Yeah, kinda. And you know, it's. It's one of them things, yeah. You know, it's a hard lesson to learn, but it's I've been able to teach a lot of people on my behalf, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that uh, concussions would be one of the most common injuries within the sport? By far, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because what kind of regulations would surround the sport too? Like you know. There's no protocol, but it's it's getting better. I, like I talked to, it, they're called the Canadian Pro Sports Medicine Team, 
and I've talked to them, you know, the past year, and it's guys are, you know, taking themselves out of competitions, so they're, I guess, they're more educated and they they make better choices. So it's it's still up to the, you know, up to the contestant, but it's it's come to a point where they realize, you know, that it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Definitely no. And so what when you when you speak publicly. What do you what do you tell people at say a uh, hockey team or a school or what what's your what's well, your main what do you discuss? Well, I, you know, I I guess one of the main points is you know I tell them you know all the steps to recovery, but one of the main points is to to try your hardest every day and to never give up because I mean. It's 18 and a half years later, yeah. and you're so you just brilliant. can't give up. And I mean, I, some days are going to be better than others, but everyone has those. Yeah. And a lot of it just, and realizing that a concussion or a brain injury isn't something to mess around with. I mean, a broken arm is six weeks, but a brain injury is forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And uh, I'll say, I'll say, Aaron, did you? Yeah. Was there any particular coping mechanisms for any of your symptoms that you find super helpful or anything you try to pass on to other survivors? Well, one thing, you listen to your body. When you're tired, you're tired. And I mean, there's no better medicine than rest. And 
water's been a big thing to help like for me anyways and a proper I guess a diet and then just and I don't know about you Nick but I am super sensitive to light still after all these years I'm a bit bit sensitive but I just yeah I know what you mean light, like it's no, noise yes you noise that's I remember the first time that I went out for dinner in my chair rolling in the restaurant was like being hit by a baseball bat yeah you hear everyone talking all the background noise then everyone stops and stares at you and it was too much stimulation but now if i'm at a restaurant or some place that is getting busy i'll just go outside for 10 15 minutes just to yeah. get away from the stimulation and then come back in yeah and i know like the first when i was in Georgia's for first long time i was just be the noise, I just try to just, oh, it's, it's a pain, it's bothering me, but I would just try to ignore it, but it's a lot better now if I just, no, it's not like sharp, it's not like loud, it's not like it's painful, but it's just so disorienting and just drowning, it drowns your, drains your energy and stuff, and just, just like you said, just getting outside for 10 minutes or 5 minutes even, just get away from that and just relax, just take a few breaths and rest for a second. And just away yeah. from the noise. And I've been very fortunate. I haven't had any, I haven't had any pain since day one. Yeah, and so I'm either. Yeah. Pretty lucky that way. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, and I was also going to ask you, like, I know for me, I mean, my main focus after my brain injury was, uh, was my physiotherapy because I, again, I was like you, I couldn't walk for the first, 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 like what. August to March, so it was six, seven months. Really. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. walk at all, and uh, and even after that, I was still a walker. But you know, but uh, I focused my like my efforts, my my efforts, my efforts to focus effort. But like I was really concentrating. On, I thought I thought about physio all the time. So that's all I ever thought about. Really, it was just physiotherapy and getting back to being quote unquote normal. But. Uh, so what what did you have? This was one thing that you really focused on. Really thought was like your main, your main thing you need to you need to work with. Well, like I mean, same as me, Nick. Physiotherapy I mean, to regain mobility. But right now, I mean, my walking and that's good. But my left arm, there's still I I can do lots with it. But there's a lot more to do. I. Yeah. For a while, I was keeping track of a list of all the things I could do with my left arm or two arms. And I, it was up until 2015, and there was over 70 things on the list. And half of those things took 10 years to do. Like, it it took me 10 years before I could touch each finger to my thumb on my left hand. And it just little things like that. Like, yeah. When you go out in public, watch, there's usually only a railing on one side of the stairs. Yes, yeah. Well, it was, it was eight years before I could use that left railing again. A lot of the times, some of the times I went down the stairs backwards just so I could hang on to the railing with my right arm. And if there was no railing, I'd be stuck at the top or bottom if there wasn't someone to go up and down with you. So just things like that were, yeah. it, like, it took 10 years pick change up off the counter and like it was nine years before I could tell me on skates at the skating rink so just 
little things, you know, that people wouldn't think twice of, but those are big yeah. steps for me or any survivor, I guess. Yeah. No, yeah. I think, I think Aaron had a question there. Yeah, so I see your badge there too, Courage Canada, and I was just wondering if you could tell us a little about that as well. Yeah, well, in 2004, I started the Courage Canada trail ride to support brain injury awareness, and that's, uh, I started the ride to put brain injury on the map, but also for survivors to be around the horses and the sunshine, and just a chance, you know, that they, they don't get very often. And we have wagons available for the survivors. There's survivors that come from Labus, that's in Void Minister, Focus in Vermilion, Valid and Vagerville, and the Halbert Johnson Center for Brain Injury in Pinocchio. And a lot of the same survivors come back year after year. So it's a pretty big day for them. And it's a fundraiser also. So some of the proceeds raise go to each brain injury center it helps pay for travel costs for the survivors to go on field trips throughout the year and it pays for survivors to go on the ride the next year and the money that goes to the Helva Johnson Center for Brain Injury in Pinocchio it helps purchase therapy equipment so it's a pretty big day that's excellent that's awesome yeah and that's run every single year son yeah, the last Saturday in May, and this year's the only year we've missed since 2004. Of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, we've, the ride's raised, you know, a fair chunk of money, but you can't put a number on how much awareness that's been raised. It, get, it gets lots of media, so that's the main thing is to raise the awareness. Yeah. Uh, I, I've read the, uh, this, St. Albans paper article about you were doing a being a leg of a triathlon, running yeah, a triathlon. It was a, relay, it was a relay triathlon, and I did the running part. I did five kilometers wow. in fifty nine minutes. Wow! So I mean, hello. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I think maybe it's the audio. Is it, uh, I'll have to delete this this bit here while he finds this. I can his... see you. I can hear you. Okay. I can, yeah, I can. We can. I just to write something. I'll write. Uh, write this. But anyways, yeah. So okay, okay. it was in two thousand August twelfth, two thousand eighteen. I did this triathlon. You know, it's. You know, you, you look back. At, you know, you learn how to walk step by step, and then here you're out doing a triathlon. It's it's a pretty good feeling. And then yeah, I was with is. Chris Natch and Justin Natras, and the last mile, Justin came out and ran with me. And then we, when we got up to the finish line, all the other triathletes were there, you know, cheering or clapping their hands. So that's a pretty good feeling, nice. you know, when they know your story and they realize the road you've walked. Yeah. And it, I guess it gives other people hope, you know, it was, it was a good feeling. Uh, it sounds like, yeah. It's amazing. And uh, and also, you were saying that you have, there's uh, lots of horses and you have carriages and stuff. Do you ever, have you gotten on a horse or, uh, well, not a bull, but have you gotten on a horse since? Yeah, actually, when I was in, uh, in there, Helver Johnson Center, me and a couple of friends took a six-week therapeutic riding course up by Red Deer, and at that 
at that time, I was just starting to walk more and more, so it really helped with my balance and just something to look forward to or look back on. But I ride in the trail ride every year, and horses are very therapeutic. For me, just the smell of the horse is a good feeling. And now I can brush the horse with my left hand, so it's also therapy in a way. Yeah, the tactile. Yeah. So, Aaron? Yeah, no, that's amazing, like the therapy that those contribute as well. Um, Is there any other therapies you actively try to take part in? Well, actually, you know, I I do my own, but I I've been riding on my stationary bike, and mm-hmm. it'll be a while ago now. But I I started a bike ride. I wanted to ride from coast to coast. I just kept track of the miles on the calendar. Yeah. And I started out in Vancouver, and I've gone 2,019.1 miles in 76 days. Nice. So it's it's just the way to. You know, well, it makes my legs stronger, which makes my balance stronger. Yeah. And it just helps all the way around. And riding a stationary bike or any bike, the oxygen gets deeper into your brain. So it helps, you know, brain function, brain repair. So, I mean, as a survivor, that's a a good thing. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, well, I I think uh, that's all the questions I can think of. And I think Aaron is nodding. And, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to? Would you have one if you had one message you wanted to leave people, leave people with? What would it be? To never give up. That. And, I mean, you'll you'll never know how strong you are until your back is against the wall. And I mean, take the time and spend some time with a person and make a difference. In their life, because one day someone's gonna come along and make a difference in yours. And I mean, when you try your hardest every day, whether it be recovery, work, school, you're gonna see results. So I guess try is the main thing. That's a that's that's yeah that's a great message. And uh, yes, and uh, Aaron, did you did you have any other questions? Or I think we're no. I think we're. Yes. And Curtis, did you have anything else you wanted to, other than that, that never go up was, where can people find out more about you? Well, they can, um, Curtis speaking. Anderson 6 on Instagram, Curtis and Anderson on LinkedIn. Six, Curtis Anderson 6? Yeah, and if anybody wants to talk to me, share their story, or have questions about mine, you can follow me at 780-581-4802. And there's one more thing I want to say is oh yes determination dedication try grit courage confidence commitment resilience tenacity perseverance optimism strength and the most important patience is a choice until it is the only choice that you have and Nick, I'd just like to say thank you for having this podcast to raise awareness of your story and other survivor story and you know, give people out there hope and it's a good thing you're doing. Thanks, thanks so much. Uh, that's that means a lot. And actually I've I heard that quote, uh, patience read that in another article about you 
and the thousand of great code of patience being being a choice until it's the only one only choice you have left. A thousand excellent quote. So uh, thank you very much for speaking to us, and uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you've definitely inspired others by this from this uh, this interview, and hopefully, and hopefully they can reach out to you, and Sam or your phone number that you mentioned earlier, and uh, you can reach out to you, and you can keep spreading awareness and, and promoting prevention and inspiring others. So thank you so much, Curtis. Yeah, maybe Nick, one day me and you could speak together. Yeah, exactly. That'd be great. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for joining us, Curtis. I loved hearing your story, and I hope that by sharing it, we can inspire others as well. Thank you, Curtis, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Please check out ConcussionTalk.com and Concussion Talk's YouTube page. As always, music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound www.bensound.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.